0: What's up y'all welcome to the step back podcast uh, alternative sports commentary with an emphasis on basketball I just got done watching game four of the NBA finals and the Cavs uh, Were able to to pull off a win 137 to 116 to make the series three to one now uh, In favor of Golden State And it was a pretty it was a pretty wild game Um, There's lots of strange calls strange plays um there was the two fouls on Draymond Green which the two technical fouls I should say on Draymond Green one of which was apparently an accident on behalf of the refs so it looked for like for a moment that he was going to get kicked out of the game and then they kind of reversed it or whatever uh, there was Z- Zaza Pacheep shot as Skip Bayless likes to call him um, or Zaza Pachulia punched Shump in the junk, I'm pretty sure. Um, depending on how low Shump's junk hangs, um, but he came pretty close either way. Um, so, you know, people are saying that you know it's three-one, and this is all reminiscent of last year, and there's not going to be. But one of the differences is that you know there's they have Kevin Durant obviously, but also that Draymond's not going to be suspended for Game Five this time. Uh, I. I I wouldn't be totally surprised if they ended up reviewing that play um, by Zaza and suspending him. I mean, to me, it was worse than what Draymond did last year. And I think one of the reasons that Draymond did get suspended last year was because he had a history of doing that kind of shit. And now because Zaza... Pulled that shit against Kawhi and basically injured him um, in Game One of the Western Conference Semifinals, Uh, and that's been blown up in the media. You know, I think that you know I wouldn't be totally surprised if they at least reviewed it and considered suspending him for Game Five. And obviously, he's not as big of a piece as Draymond is, but he is a starter, and you know that would shift things around from them. It might free Tristan Thompson up a little bit more, who's been, you know, before tonight was virtually totally ineffective in the first three games of the finals. So it could have a significant impact. Um, But now we're just in this position. It's it's 3-1. You know, earlier today, over the last week, people constantly talking about Kevin Durant being the best player in the world. Asking the question is: Are the Warriors the best team of all time? We're in a position now where, you know, we're one or two plays away at the end of Game Three from this series being tied two to two, so it's not really as uneven as as, as people are saying, or we're making it seem, right? Because it could very easily be tied up going into Game 5 at Golden State here on Monday. So, I think that people are right to be asking some of these questions about how great Golden State is. I'm not trying to diminish that. But I think it does sort of highlight how the greatness of LeBron James. Because Golden State has accomplished all of these things. And the only reason that the Cavs have any kind of shot is because of LeBron James. Obviously, Kyrie Irving is a phenomenal scorer, but he doesn't really do much else outside of that. Um, But LeBron James had 31 points, 11 rebounds, and 10 assists tonight. And that's not even like an exceptional game for him. You know, that's like an unreal game for the vast majority of people. Kevin Durant ain't really doing that. Like, he had, I think he had 35 points, but he's not getting, he's not scoring in the 30s and getting triple doubles like LeBron is. LeBron is averaging over 30 points and he's averaging a triple double. So, to me, the fact that they're in it really just highlights more than anything the greatness of LeBron. Um, And I think the pressure now is totally utterly on the Warriors because even tonight, like, there wasn't any pressure on them because, like, the real pressure was on LeBron and the Cavs in general, but especially LeBron because you don't want to get swept. You can't... You can't be having that kind of shit on your resume if you're, like, chasing Michael Jordan, right? To me, it wouldn't have made a huge difference in how I view LeBron as a player, but most people would have went crazy over it, right? So... There's that pressure for LeBron to avoid the sweep, and he did that tonight. Um, So the pressure was on them, and they avoided the sweep. Now it shifts to Golden State. And I'll tell you what. If the Cavs pull out a win on Monday in Golden State, it's going to be like motherfucking Rocky IV when the Russian gets cut. He's cut! You heard him! You heard him! It's going to be just like that. And the Warriors are going to be in trouble They're going to be in trouble Because it's going to go back to Cleveland 3-2 to And they're going to have a chance to, to You know, make it go to a 7th game So, you know, it's a long way to go But, you know The cliche is take it one game at a time If they win If the Cavs win one more game This is a fucking series, y'all so, you know, I'm I'm excited. Um, it was a great game to watch. It was a really fun game to watch tonight. Um, I'm glad that the season's not over. So, you know, the Cavs set, like, a, a record for most points in the half. But, you know, what's crazy is that, like, how is there such a sudden shift in scoring in the NBA? Like, to the point where it's not even... Like, the Cavs almost had 50 points in the first quarter, and yeah, that was, like, a record, but, like, we're almost to the point now where it's not really that weird to see, like, a 40-point, 40-something-point quarter in the NBA, in the playoffs or regular season or whatever. Like, not that long ago, like, most games, like, they were high-scoring if it was, like, 101-99. to Now that's a low-scoring game. Like, shit has shifted really quick. And, you know, I know that people like to see a lot of offense, and that's what they think sells. But, you know, I think some people really like to see defensive battles too, myself included, like, especially because it kind of ends up, if you let the games, if all these games now are going to be like 140 to 120, that kind of distorts the statistics, like the historical all-time statistics of like, you know, who scored the most points, who got the most assists, rebounds, whatever, right? Because all of that shit changes, rebounds even changes just, you know, depending on how many points there are or aren't, or how because if the pace of the game is really fast, more shots are being taken, um, it doesn't necessarily mean that, that a higher percentage are being made, it just means more are taken, so a greater number are probably actually also missed and therefore leading to more rebounds. So all of the statistics are kind of distorted, so it kind of creates more separation between how we talk about you know today's players in comparison to uh, players of the past as well. So it's just like a really sudden shift that I've been noticing, and maybe because um, I'm a Detroit Pistons fan. I've lived in the Midwest all my life. Um, So, like, the East for a long time has been known as, you know, the defensive conference. Um, And, like, with the Pistons in 2004 when they won it, like, apparently people didn't like watching them in the Spurs because it was always low scoring, especially compared to, like, this year. Um, But, you know, there's something to be said for that, too, and... Yeah, I think somebody said, I heard on ESPN the other day that Larry Bird one year (laughs) led the league in three-pointers with only like 81 or 82 three-pointers in the whole season. (laughs) That's like one per game. And now Steph and like a bunch of people are out here averaging like a shit ton of threes per game. Like one or two three-pointers in a game would be extremely low for them. So, you know... There's the threes, and I'm cool with that. But like, what really annoys me is the fucking all of the foul shots. I I I would love to hear some statistics on, you know, if foul shots are becoming more common than they have been in the past. Because like one of the things for me in the MVP conversation between, you know, James Harden, Kawhi Leonard, and uh, Russell Westbrook. People want to just talk about stats and all of those things. Like, yeah, stats are important, but number one, I think Russell Russbook Russell Westbrook wins that discussion either way. I mean, he averaged or he got all those triple doubles this year. You know, averaged one throughout the season. So he even wins the statistical competition, but. For me it's like also a little bit more subjective like not just who's the best this season but like who who do you enjoy watching more like who's NBA whose world would you rather live in Russell Westbrook or James Harden I don't want to watch James Harden shoot 5 million free throws every fucking game you know and in game 3 Steph Curry shot like 10 or 11 free throws in the first fucking quarter And because he was, like, getting fouled and, like, pretending like he was about to pull up from half court, so they give him three shots. That's ridiculous, and that distorts the numbers, right? And it makes these players seem better than they actually are. And, you know, you can make an argument about, oh, well, you know, being that clever to fool the refs or, like, bend the rules is a skill. Yeah, sure, it's a skill, but I don't—it's fucking boring as hell to watch, so— You know, no, (laughs) I don't care. I don't want to watch James Harden, like, play shitty defense and and go, like, 24 of 25 from the free-throw line every night, you know. So the game has, like, changed a lot recently, like, not only with the three-pointers, but even with the the foul shots as well. And so, like, with the three-pointers, I like because it adds a different dimension to the game that's, like, more exciting, whereas Free Throws just, like, stretches the game out. Like, it feels, like, very, like, consumer-driven. Like, they're just looking for reasons in these professional sports leagues to draw out these games so that they can sell more ad space in the commercials and shit. (sighs) Like, football, there's a fucking commercial break after every other play. To the point, like I seriously don't even watch the NFL anymore because it's so fucking annoying, and because all they do is try and like promote the military, which is also annoying. Um, and you know it's getting like that in other sports too, like in the NBA, like all these instant replays. Like, I'd honestly rather, I'd rather have some calls, some more calls get fucked up by the refs than to disrupt the flow of the game. To me, flow is so important. Like, I don't care if, like, Kyle Corver stepped on the fucking... Like, his pinky toe was on the line. Like, why do we... Why does the game have to be that precise? Like, all the time, right? Like, we should try and get calls right, but not not if it's costing us the flow of the game. So I think they could strike a better balance there, but... You know, those are the kinds of conversations we can have in the offseason when <laughs> we don't have NBA Finals to talk about. Um, so, yeah, I'm really looking forward to the game on Monday night. Um, I, I, I did predict a Cavs win tonight, but I think I said it was going to be like 102-99 to because uh, my thinking was that the Cavs can't win if the game is really high-scoring and really fast-paced. And I don't know, I think that this kind of made me think differently. I, obviously, they're not, they're not going to score 136 points again. But, you know, even if it's like more in the 115 range, um, that's what game three was at. And they almost won that game. They should have won that game, really, if they would have just played better defense and, and put in a couple of buckets there at the end of the game. You know, we're 2-2 two to two going into game five. So, you know, I'll predict again that the Cavs are going to win on Monday night. Um, We'll see if I remember this prediction. I'll probably make a different one (laughs) the next time I upload a podcast before Monday, um, if I do that. Um, So I'll predict that the Cavs win 112 to 116 I think it's going to be close I mean Golden State's not going to get blown out the Cavs aren't going to score 136 fucking points again Um, so you know I think it's going to be close I think it's going to be high scoring again um, because the Cavs for whatever reason don't want to slow it down Um, some people are saying it's because they're Rather try to run and gun with them than face uh, the half court off uh, the half court defense of the Warriors, which I guess makes sense because they play pretty good defense. But one thing I noticed that they were doing is, and I think that this is probably a good strategy if Golden State misses a shot and the Cavs get a rebound, then they'll push the ball and you know they won't worry about getting deep into the shot clock. They'll, they'll try and run. But if the Warriors make a shot, or if there's a turnover or whatever, and there's a stoppage of play, then they'll try and, you know, they're not going to throw up a shot in the first five to ten seconds of the shot clock. You know, they're going to try and get it down there. So I think that that's actually a pretty good strategy because you're avoiding the half-court defense when you can. But... Once the half-court defense is already set, you're trying to take away as much time off the clock as you possibly can. Which, you know, it. They're down three to one, so you could say that they need to shake it up, but really, this series should be two to two. You know, it's it's, it's a Kyle Korver three away from being two to two right now. So, you know, I'm not going to knock the Cavs' overall strategy that much, but, you know, I'm. Again, I don't want to see the season be over So I'd like to see the Cavs win on Monday night I'm saying 116 to 112, Cavs win Um, I'll probably throw up another cast Maybe on Monday um, Either before or after the game So, yeah, make sure you you, uh, check it out Um, The podcast, The Step Back Should be on iTunes soon Um... It's on TuneIn. It's on SoundCloud. Um, Also, pretty active on Twitter throughout these playoffs. So, uh, we're at StepbackCast on Twitter. So, you know, get on there and just, you know, give us a shout or whatever. And I will be talking to you soon. Peace out.